0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin the Power of Words, share number four. In the weekly Matzah Shabbos Trushis, on the Torah, uh, repluskin says his late, his uh, Rebbe, Rebbe Yaseh Dei Selavichik, the Rashi Brisk, explained that Rebbe, Rabbi Hudanasi, Nasi, meant this as a lesson, which we talked about last week, that he served tongue, and the Talmidim took the softer pieces and not the tougher pieces, and he said only... Speak with this just like you took the softer pieces of tongue. When you speak, you use softer words. So the Rebbe meant that as a lesson that just how careful you need to be not to cause pain with words. He did not warn his students not to violate an explicit prohibition in the Torah. Rather, he was giving him a vivid illustration to the extent of our obligation in the laws of einas devarim. When Rabbi he served tongue in this at his table, all the pieces were edible. Nevertheless, as long as there is a slight variation in tenderness, one favors the piece that is even slightly softer. And that's the Medrash's point. Not only are outright derogatory words or insulted prohibited, but as long as there is a noticeable difference between two expressions, we are obligated to always select the more pleasant one. People are sensitive, and comments that are meant to be slight banter can cause untold anguish. Persons should have the foresight to be aware of every consequence, of every statement, says Rabbi Yasef Dov, and continues to be on guard to choose the softest possible approach and the, the what will be the most sensitive to the other person's feelings. This is so true, by the way, in the concept of shalom bias overall because sometimes you're not actually mean to your husband or wife. You controlled yourself and you're talking with them um in a normal way and sometimes even with some respect but there's a certain coldness there's a certain distance there's a lack of warmth that's also in a sense a nastivarum when you say words to your husband or to your wife that could be warm and kind and embracing and instead you detach yourself and just talk in a even if it's polite But with a distance, that creates a feeling of pain as well. So the way the book works, that was sort of like an introduction, is it has it by topic, A through Z. And the first topic is acceptance of other people. So we will start that now. Accepting other people and their differences is the one is one of the keys to observe the commandments of not causing others pain with words. The less you accept other people, the more likely you are to insult them or to say things that they will find painful. Of course, there are situations and circumstances when it is appropriate to correct other people, but as we will discuss later in the book, there are positive ways to do this and there are ways that are improper. So... This is one of the reasons why, which I didn't get to it yet, but I always wanted to give shiurim on personal, personality types, especially the MBTI Myers-Briggs um, indicator, as well as the Enneagram, because those two systems truly help people understand other people, giving them the benefit of the doubt and actualizing their potential. Another key is is to accept other people to realize that everyone is created in the image of Hashem, which we call in Lashon in, Kaidish in, in Selim Aleikim. Even by non-Jews, by the way, and by Jews, it's a specific, more of a nishmasi yistral, which we call in Yiddish, Pintalayid. Even if someone does something wrong, his essence is precious. Insulting a human being and humiliating him is an affront, it's a, an, it's a disgrace to your creator when you humiliate a human being. The more you internalize this awareness, the more careful you will be not to cause pain to HaKadosh Baruch children. We need to have compassion for human frailty. No one is perfect. Everyone has his or her faults and limitations. We must be careful how we speak to people, even though we might not approve of everything that they have done. Every individual has their own personal quirks their own personal idiosyncrasies, and it is indulging in the exercise of futility to think that you can force somebody to be exactly as you wish them to be. It is imperative to speak with each person in a dignified manner. By accepting other people, you will save yourself much frustration and will refrain from renasdavaram. Learn to see people not as they are now, but as they could be if they use their potential for good i going to repeat that statement because it's extremely valuable. Learn to see people not as they are now, but as they could be if they were to use their potential for the good. When you view people in this manner, you will not insult them for being the way they are, but will seek to influence them to be a great, as great as they can be. The example of this is in the Gemara, when Rav Yechenin influenced Rishlokish to give up the lifestyle of the head of the gang of robbers and began studying Torah until he became a great Torah scholar. And Rabbi Yechinen was swimming in the Yardin. Rishlokish was the leader of robbers at that time, so our handsome Rabbi Yechinen was, and he swam to him. Rabbi Yechinen said, your strength should be used for Tyra. And Rishlokish said, the beauty is fit for a woman. And Rabbi Yechinen made an agreement with him, if you study Tyra now, I will arrange a marriage for you with my sister, who is much more beautiful than I. And the question arises, how could Rabbi Yechinen allow a professional robber to marry his sister? Their reply is, is that he didn't. When he saw Rishlakish, he did not see the robber. He saw the future Talmud Chacham. Rabbi Yechinen's focus was on the potential of Rishlokish, and he found a creative way to motivate him. Uh, Rishlokish said about his beauty, so Rabbi Yechinen realized Rishlokish appreciated beauty, and he utilized this weir- awareness to, f- to have a positive influence on Rishlokish. And he had confidence in him. He was certain Rishlokish would attain this doula through marrying, and you offer their sister in marriage. And when you're confident in other people, they'll experience this confidence as well, and allow them to fulfill their potential. We also see that to motivate someone, you need to find an approach that will be fitting for the unique individual you are trying to motivate. When Rishlokish commented about beauty, Rabbi Yechon immediately realized that beauty was important to Rishlokish, and he utilized that awareness to find a motivating factor that would have a positive effect on Rishlokish. This should be the pattern to want to influence others, to focus on the person's strengths and find positive results, positive methods to to, to motivate him. Look at the de Atayv. That's the best way to help somebody else. Brochon